In recent months, economic activity picked up. We can't deal with an economic crisis until you beat the pandemic. The ups, the downs. Which way will it go? We're here to keep you informed. This, this. is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Jim Crone, the man that knows all things insurance. Oh. Are we going to go that deep, Jim? Well, I agree uh, with that. Uh, no, oh, I, I think I think absolutely it doesn't. I mean, you don't look. <laughs> I've lost know. all my hair. Is that well, help? I mean, you don't have insurance for that. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. I would have bought it. I would have yeah. bought it if I if I knew. About it. All right. Uh, the other voice you hear is our own Peter Lynch. All right. So, uh, Jim, we've got a story that we want to talk about that is related to finance. We got Dan and Sharon, fifty two and forty nine. Uh, Dan is uninsurable. That uh, yeah. actually hits some of us. Sharon is preferred non smoker. Dan was. Uh, uh, had an insurance policy, but he was unsatisfied with the performance, um, and he didn't want to continue paying the premium. Um, but with a collaborative effort with this financial planner and you, one mm. Jim Crone, there you go. He uh, was able to get in there. You you came up with a solution for him so that he didn't lose some sort of coverage, right? Absolutely. You know, I have to say, and. Peter, you might have some comment about this, but what happens most of the time that I've found is that it starts with a basic question from a client or to a client from an advisor Mm -hmm. that says, hey, why do you have this? Uh, That's probably one of the more common ways to get the whole process started. A simple question. It's a simple question. What answer came from that question in this particular case was, gosh, I don't know. (laughs) Well, he then dug a little deeper. Um... It was a high, it was a, a well-known uh, mutual whole life company that the policy whole life, whole life policy yeah. that was put in place, and normally when you put something in place, the original objective, as we learned, was to uh, build up cash value and then use some of that in later years as a supplemental retirement income stream. Sure, because mm-hmm. you could take advantage of tax arbitrage that way. We've done those. So We've it's seen tax-free those. when you pull it back out after you put it in right. the policy. And normally, when we construct those, uh, there are preferred policies that I have. But more importantly, the structure of the policy is most important. And that is, you're trying to get minimal cash. Excuse me, minimal death benefit against maximum cash value. So whatever their premium that they're comfortable with, in this case, his gentleman was paying some decent high premiums, Yeah, mm-hmm. paid it in for a number of years. He got into it and looked at it after probably eight or nine years and decided, gosh, this thing's not doing what I was originally thought it was going to do. And by that, you mean it just wasn't gaining? It wasn't growing okay. at the level that he wanted to see. He I recognized this isn't a stock high-flying sure. right. set this of circumstances. It's more like a stable... Uh, Fixed income kind of return. Exactly. But at the it, same time, he hadn't earned any money <laughs> after all the years that he's paid all these premiums. Sure. And the biggest reason is because his death benefit was really high in relative you. terms. And that sucked up costs. It eroded the ability for that policy to grow well and so on. So the suspense is killing me, Jim. Where do you go from what, here? What did we do? What did we do? Yeah. Well, we did start on a path and started down. I tried to fix that to say, all right, if your objective is cash value growth, we can achieve that in a different version of a policy with a significantly lower death benefit. Gotcha. That was our original plan. Well, we started down that path and then come to find out that he was uninsurable. 
That's how we so found out. So you didn't out. know initially? No. I, we, uh, we learned that through the original process that we started with just trying to solve on his life only. And that means he had some sort of a health event. Something that came would, up in the medical evidence that suggests that we were not. In fact, we, not only is it the one company, we, we have the ability to source a lot of companies. And he was uninsurable across the board. So, mm-hmm. what kind of events would occur to, to cause it? I would assume cancer. Well, right? cancer is one. Um, uh, Maybe a heart um, issue. Yeah, um, and it was an issue that he was aware of, but it wasn't described to him by his physician as something that was really uh, need of having uninsurable. Gotcha. So would this be worse than high blood pressure, diabetes? Yeah. Is it going to be a bigger In fact, than that? I mean, this is rare, but I mean, there are conditions that clearly are uninsurable. Most of the time, what I've found, clients that have what I'll call traditional uh, medical issues, even when there's medication, they're not um, bounced into this uninsurable category. Um, we can certainly find something that fit the facts and circumstances. Uh, we've been talking a little about insurance. Jim, you were laying out uh, the details on a uh, case study, uh, which actually is a real-life situation where, um, you yeah. know, you, we had a, a financial planner going through a situation uh, where an individual had a life insurance. He asked him, so what is this for? Uh, it's a whole life insurance right. uh, well-known contract, company, right? Existing yeah, with a well-known policy. company. Um, and as as you went to make a transfer for a different purpose, kind of a pivot, if you will, uh, you found out that the individual actually had a, a health issue that was uninsurable. So yep. uh, you were about to get into the the juicy part of what you do now. Well. You know, the planner takes the opportunity, obviously, to say, okay, let's learn about this particular situation and let's also figure out how to apply uh, a strategy that's going to fit. You know, let's look for the higher good that could come out of this. And so the answers that evolved came from the client first by saying, gosh, I I really am trying to uh, rethink about my my estate plan. And how do I take an individual product that I currently own in my estate and uh, repurpose that to something that now that I cannot be insured, how can I do something that covers both myself and my wife, uh, which actually matches up with the way the estate tax is currently written, right? Estate tax is only applied after both individuals, a husband and wife, pass away. and we started to take in other input, right? He has his own attorney that he was working with, and uh, we started down a couple of, I laid out you know, a couple of options. Hey, we could do a, an annuity to fund your life insurance. Uh, this life insurance, there's a particular type of policy called a survivorship, which actually puts two individuals on one policy. And what's unique about that, not only is the policy unique, but it does allow for one of those individuals to be uninsurable. That was the. Oh, okay. That that matches up with the facts and circumstances. It also matches up with the current estate law, estate tax law as it's written. Is how rare is that that there are contracts you, that'll allow that just uh, by we, adding we another. We use them all the time. Really? Yeah. Okay. That, so it's more husband frequent. and wife. Wife again was perfectly, perfectly healthy. healthy and everything's good. Yep. Husband was uninsurable, but in order to, I assume you included both of them. Yes. Okay, so they were the insurance. So both of those individuals are on one policy, so they only pay out a benefit when both individuals pass away. Okay. So the insurance company views it as they've spread their risk. I got you. And so that's how that works. 
but we started to really kind of stump get us get stumped when we started to think about how do you take an individual product that has a large volume of cash value sure. the whole life policy yeah, in this case how do you get it to work to fund a survivorship policy and we got input the attorney actually had a brilliant idea he said well look why don't we gift the current policy in all of its glory <laughs> gift it to a newly formed trust and we use that to then fund, we actually pulled the f- cash from that and funded an uh, income-generating annuity. Okay. So the income-generating annuity actually now produces the annualized income to pay for the life insurance. Now, an income-generating annuity is just basically... Um this one happens to be a little bit unique. Most of them you can just say, hey, there's a deposit of X and it'll present uh, an income of Y. Right. Um, in this case, we have a $15,000 annual premium. The value that we had as a deposit was 335000 That okay. was the cash value. So that was a normal frame of how you look at a general income generating annuity. The one we chose, though, amongst all the choices we laid out, was he wanted to see something, gosh, you know, he's a relatively young person, um, and his wife is young also. You could certainly uh, have future gains. So we actually used a variable annuity that has the residual value of the, okay, so there's a $335,000 deposit, and if you generate $15,000 of income, the remaining balance is now in a variable annuity that can grow according to the market. Okay. Mm And just as timing and luck had it, the affected transfer date was March 24th, 2020. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So we missed the 23rd, which was the, yeah. the rock bottom. Right. We missed by it by one day. One day. Yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> but uh, at last count, we looked at the value. It had doubled. Okay. So it turned wow. 335000 over 600000 And that'll be something that goes to... It's going to go... His family. It's now in his, his estate, excuse me, in his trust, which okay. will be to the benefit of his family. It will grow in perpetuity. It'll generate $15,000 annually to okay, fund the, the life insurance in perpetuity. And still be able to grow its corpus. And still be able to grow. That 600 is now going to continue to grow. Yeah. Well, assuming the market can. Well, that's, right. well, you got, uh, that's why you ask those questions at the end. Is it going to be up or down? <laughs> yeah. right? Tell them, just tell the insurance company to talk to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or after they do the annuity, then they can come talk to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there we there's go. a lot of moving pieces. The point I wanted to drive home is, and Peter, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm is that it starts with a simple question. It, it does, and that's part of the planning process. You know, we've, I've had many conversations with Jim, and sometimes something comes up that, like this product, we, we don't know about it. It's the insurance industry. They have many different things out there that we just aren't aware of, and that's where Jim's expertise comes in. So as part of the planning process, looking at taxes, estate, and insurance, yeah. It just naturally the evolution the was fascinating here because it, it we I had a strategy at the very beginning and we started down the path and boom something happened yeah and, there you and, go and, mm-hmm. and something else and then you get input from the attorney and you add another color or another flavor yeah. to it and by the end I got to tell you this thing it, it worked out really well yeah. and I'm not saying that every one of my cases works out really well right but we do everything we can. And as an independent, where as Peter pointed out, I mean, we get access. To, I'm always on the search for what's new, what's the right. evolving area of insurance that um, um, 
makes these things fit well with the client facts and circumstances. Now, were, were you aware that you could do that um, pair uh, uninsurable oh, individual? Yeah. Well, I've used that tool and technique for a long, long time. Really? But the piece about gifting to a trust was kind of, it doesn't sound like a, a new or unique, but it was unique to this particular situation, right? It, it was a unique way, but I will say the attorney's uh, color on this by saying, hey, a normal, well, I say a normal, historically, my approach would have been to um, allow for the income or the annuity to be in the estate and then an annual gift. So the $15,000 would be an annual gift to the trust. The attorney said, why would you do that? Why don't you just put the whole thing in the trust and make the annuity and the life insurance in the trust? And now that that's what's happened. And he not only has the $1.6 million life insurance, but he gets an annuity residual value that's going to hopefully continue to grow. Gotcha. So uh, that'll that'll help his estate pass on to the next generation. That's exactly the idea. Yeah. That, was that was what was it was for. That was to begin with, right? Yeah. That's oh, how, well, it's fascinating. You say gold to begin with. The gold to begin with was, why the heck do you have this product? <laughs> right. Yeah. It was, uh, maybe just cash it out and right. invest it well, somewhere else. I mean, and that yeah. was one of the options. Option. Right. Yeah. That was one of the choices that was on the table. Sure. And then you start saying, well, you could do A or B. And if you want to do B, here's how we do it. And well, yeah. B had a crink in the plan. And so we got to go now to C and D and right. so on. And we just but, keep at it. But just to clarify, he was continually paying on that insurance uh, well, policy or had big, he stopped? A big driver was he didn't want to continue to pay the premium. Gotcha. Now, the product itself, the kind of contract he had at North, at the, the, the whole life contract, it required a premium. And that was okay. part of the that was So part if of the he quit up. paying, he would get nothing or just well, get he, whatever the residual he would, was? He would have a tr several, he would have to make some, he would have to make a decision. Okay. Does he want to cash out or does he want to start drawing in loans, which I would not recommend in that situation. I There's you. a lot of other pieces. But I guess the bottom line is he had issues that uh, stemmed from um, answering his own question of why in the world do I have this? And now you start to answer the question of saying, well, now what do I do with it? All right. So, And you helped him out and we, answered both of those, right? We hope. We hope. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, there we go. All right, well, we're going to take a real quick break. Be right back. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products. <laughs> 